0: Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch. And I'm Josh Hyman. we got a fun one for you today. A little bit of sprinkling of hockey news, specifically in Central Division. So we're going to get into that and we're also going to talk about the NFL a little bit as it pertains to St. Louis and the lawsuit that's currently going on regarding the relocation of the Rams. There's a lot of drama there, a lot of things involved that I want to break down. Uh, But before we get into that, I want to remind you guys about Locked On NHL because you need more hockey news and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the leagues. Subscribe and listen each day for a quick look at the biggest stories and game recaps. Subscribe to Locked on NHL today, wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever it might be. We got it all covered for you guys. So you got to check them out. It was reported today, four hours ago actually, that the Minnesota Wild are buying out the final four years of the contracts of Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter. Chicago Blackhawks traded Duncan Keith for Caleb Jones. There's a lot of movement going on in the Central. There's a lot expected for the St. Louis Blues. How do we think the outlook of this division is going to look come next season?
1: First of all, this is kind of nice because it sort of takes the heat off of the St. Louis Blues for the, the rough few, few days, weeks, months, slash years that they've had following the cup win. But um, no, realistically, I think... It's a nice reminder that while the the blues latest struggles are, you know, obviously extremely painful and frustrating and you wish more than anything like that we were the Tampa Bay Lightning and could just cheat the salary cap and but jokes aside, you wish more than anything that we could be a franchise that was just had everything going perfectly for them and you know, our our stars weren't requesting trades and our captain didn't leave last season. But you look at the, the Minnesota Wild and they have two guys that they signed to fourteen year deals now ten years ago, um, both being bought out on the same day, sort of coming full circle, and then, you know, gonna have a cap hit of like two million next year, six million the year after that, and then seven million the year after that, and just dead cap. And then you got I mean, I guess the uh, the Chicago Blackhawks aren't necessarily the losers of this situation, but no, definitely not. But and again, you know, the Chicago Blackhawks having a complete change in identity, getting rid of Duncan Keith, um, only how now having two players remaining from their 2016 Cup run, which is incredible. Um, and, you know, obviously being Taves and Kane, but a lot of changes happening in the Central and... Although the Blues are, are sort of next in line for big changes, it, it's nice to know that you know they're not the only team that's, that's making some mistakes, a.k.a. Edmonton Oilers and Minnesota Wild.
0: So strange to me that Duncan Keith told the team that he wanted to be traded to be closer to his son, right? And then the reports come out and Edmonton, at the end of all the trade uh, speculation and after the trade is done, comes out and was like, well... Uh, you're not really going to fleece anybody in this league. And we were kind of stuck in a corner. We didn't have the leverage. And I was I don't know how you could have had more leverage if he was specifically wanting to be traded to a location near you. But I, I don't know. i It's strange to kind of see everything that goes on with Edmonton uh, after the Taylor Hall trade. And now this, it just seems like they're consistently on the wrong side of trade. So hopefully things get turned around over there, especially for Connor McDavid, because the poster boy of the entire NHL you're going to want to surround him with with some studs and at some point but I think you're right I think it is going to be it's going to be interesting to see how the division shapes out next year uh, especially with Arizona entering the fold a team that we saw way too much of uh, last season it was like those seven games in a row was not fun I think this Blues team has a chance to make some noise depending on what they do this offseason uh like we said on the last episode, they're going to ha- there's a potential for them to have a lot of cap space. There's potential for them to make a ton of moves. So, uh they could go the wrong direction, they could go in the right direction, uh but it, it's it feels like the dominoes are going to start falling soon, especially the closer we get to the expansion draft. Uh so we'll see what happens.
1: We do also have a roster freeze, I believe, happening in 10 or so days. Um Thanks to Andrew Duelling for pointing that out. He's been he's been in charge of Tarasenko Watch, yeah, on on Twitter for us. I so love that guy. Love him. He's he's been keeping keeping me in the loop. Um, every time I get a tweet notification, I'm I'm half grateful but also half terrified that that this this edition of Tarasenko Watch is going to be the trade. But yeah, roster freeze on July seventeenth at five Eastern. So that's in four days. Um, so could see a little bit of pressure on the Blues to make some moves before then. I'm not sure if there's... That might be the last chance to trade Tarasenko before the expansion draft. Um, so could be putting some pressure on the Blues there to um, Let's see, yeah. Yep, because July 17th is deadline for teams to submit protected list for the 2021 expansion draft. So if the Blues... Do want to um, not have to protect Tarasenko in the expansion draft in order to potentially lose him for nothing to Seattle? They would need to make a trade happen before July seventeenth, which is in four days. So we're either going to have a very busy four days, or we're going to have an expansion draft coming up with a, a lot of implications. You know, if Tarasenko's still on this roster, I, I think you have to protect him. Um, unless you have a deal worked out with Seattle, that's like, you know, we, you take him and we, and we get this in return. Um, you got a guy that's demanded a trade like Tarasenko and you could get a decent enough return for him. I don't think you can excuse, you know, just letting him get picked for free in the expansion draft, even though it would help being able to protect other guys. I think I would be very surprised to see him unprotected if he's still on this roster, Come expansion time.
0: And something I feel like some Blues fans might have forgotten about in all the hubbub of Vladimir Tarasenko and Gabriel Landeskog and Matthew gachuk and Johnny Goudreau is uh, there's still a probability and probably an implication that Vince Dunn is going to be moved before the expansion draft because you're not going to protect, in my opinion, you're not going to protect Justin Falk, Colton Pareco, and tory krug you're not going to swap out vince dunn for any of those guys so you don't want to lose him for nothing either uh that's a 24 year old has a stanley cup to his name analytical darling obviously being in trade talks for as long as he had there are a lot of suitors that could potentially be interested but like you said the blues are running out of time to make that move and You don't want to lose him for nothing. So uh, there's potential for him to be moved before the expansion draft. There's potential for Vladdy to be moved before the expansion draft. A lot of moving parts. Uh, So if you've got a bunch of moving parts that shouldn't be moving, uh, you got to check out rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. You don't have to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. And Rock Auto is a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years their prices are reliably low. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. right? locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more hockey. A little bit football. What? St. Louis? Lawsuit between the NFL and the lawyers from St. Louis regarding the relocation of the St. Louis Rams—you don't want to miss it, so don't go anywhere. I don't know if you know this about me or not, but I used to be a massive St. Louis Rams fan. That's probably why I have such a—that's why I have such a distaste in my mouth for it the New England Patriots because they cheated oh, to beat on, us man. in the Super Bowl. I'm sorry. Come on,
1: we don't, no need to, no need to catch series. <laughs> this is about, this is about Cronky. This, is, this and, isn't and, about, yeah, and, no. this is something
0: that we can both come together on. And yeah. that is hating Roger Goodell and the way that the NFL orchestrates its system. So when the Rams were relocated, Stan Kroenke did a fantastic job of burning bridges with the city that he grew up in on his way out. The Rams Obviously went to L.A., bought a fancy new stadium, all these things. Every NFL owner on the block besides like two, I think, voted in approval for their move, plus the Chargers, plus the Raiders, I believe, at the time. Now, all the skeletons in their closet are coming out regarding that relocation process because... The city of St. Louis sued the NFL, and most of the time when teams that relocate in their city sue the NFL, they just kind of like brush it off, and they're like, oh, well, they're just mad that their team's gone, like court systems don't really like look into it, and they, nine times out of ten, they rule in favor of the NFL. This case, that has consistently not happened. Every step along the way has gone in Team STL's favor. They asked for the rights to look through emails from the team, from Kevin Demoff, from Stan Kroenke, from Roger Goodell, all the way back to like 2012. The court system said, absolutely, do it. Now that they looked through those emails, there is a ton of dirty laundry being aired out about the NFL. Dan Kroenke, Kevin Demoff, referred to the goodbye letter that the team sent out to St. Louis as AMF, which stands for adios. Uh, You can fill in the blanks. There is a whole bunch of stuff that is going on here, Josh. And I know in your experience as a football fan, you don't have the best taste in your mouth regarding Roger Goodell either. So what, are your, what is your thought process? I know you probably haven't followed this throughout the entire course, but just putting the pieces together of what I've been saying, what are your thoughts here?
1: Hearing all this, I wish I had followed it as closely as, as you had and hadn't just been, been filled in on the details 10 minutes before we started recording this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I've always had frustrations with the NFL and you know, you mentioned Roger Goodell and the whole deflate gay thing and we don't need to get into that, but I always I always felt the frustration of, of just like the, the lack of transparency with the league, I guess, and, and the sort of the 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 subtle, I think, holier than thou attitude that I think a lot of the the ownership and, and um, you know, Roger Goodell displays either, um, you know, either obviously or, or subtly, um, and I think it's really coming to a head here with, like you said, the the, just the unprofessional behavior. You know, t- titling emails AMF, which, like you said, is is pretty obvious if you if you think about it for a few minutes, what that what that might mean um and just the 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 lack of regard for an entire city of diehard football fans who on one hand yes it's a business move it makes financial sense to move to LA um and you know you can't really blame the the financial side of it like it it makes perfect sense there's going to be a lot more money in LA than anywhere else in this country but the flip side of it is why lead fans along why make them think that Oh, you guys still have a chance to have a football team, you know, if, if it's been decided from the beginning. And not only that, why treat them with such little respect and, like you said, title emails with AMF and, and just not not give their wishes and their desires any more than, hmm, but money. you know, It, it's, it's, it really feels like there was no consideration for a fan base who had fallen in love with a football team over a long period of time. And now it's all coming out in a lawsuit, and I feel like we've never really seen the NFL held accountable for their shady tactics. So it's it's kind of kind of satisfying to to witness, even though it's got to be bittersweet for for former Rams fans.
0: Right, and even if you're not a Rams fan, you're just a fan of the league. I th- I feel like this is, and even if just a like, fan of like sports Rob in general. Lowe,
1: he wears the hat. Yeah, fan of the league.
0: Uh, yeah. Even if you're just like, even if you're just a fan of sports in general, I feel like this is a good instance of like. Like the underdog sticking it to the man, right? And uh, Randy Carricker on 101 ESPN has done a fantastic job of covering this entire situation from the time that the Rams, even before they left, throughout this entire uh, discourse. So if you, I'm sure he's talking about it on his show, definitely tune in to him. Uh, If you haven't seen his tweets, I'll rattle off a couple of them here. He says there was an email from Eric Grumman, who if you guys remember, there was a meeting at Peabody Hotel. that was basically like a public hearing where the NFL just listened to Rams fans plead to keep their team in St. Louis. And it went on for a couple hours and Grumman kept saying, you guys are doing everything right. Just keep doing what you're doing. Like the stadium effort, you guys are doing fantastic. You're leading the pack, all those things. There's an email from that same individual in this thread of files that they uncovered that said, I'm trying to get some terrific LA opportunities to fruition under cover of darkness. So that's pretty incriminating. Dave Peacock, who led the efforts for the stadium in STL, sent an email to Kevin Demoff telling him about the national car rental naming rights deal. That was going to be potentially on the stadium. Demoff responded with a link to a YouTube video that screams, screw it. He didn't say screw it, but he said, screw it. Essentially, I'm out. There is just a plethora of information here that makes the NFL look terrible. There was another tweet about Kevin Demoff sending emails to the NFL uh, talking about the murder rates in St. Louis. Anytime anything would come out that like articles talking about murder rates in St. Louis and like bad credit scores and all of that stuff, just doing everything that they could to try and paint St. Louis in a bad light, which as a reminder, Stan Kroenke was born and raised in St. Louis. So for someone that grew up here, uh, that gained success here to go money hungry, backstab on his way out and do it in the fashion that they did is nothing short of uh, disrespectful to St. Louis, but also every citizen within St. Louis.
1: Like I, like I was saying earlier, it's just frustrating, you know, to get that harsh reminder of just how much sports is a business, and and have that come at the expense of your city being absolutely thrown under the bus to justify a financial move. Like, like I said, it would be it would be one thing if Kroenke and and the ownership just came out and said. You know, and in, in, I don't know, was, was were the St. Louis Rams struggling financially at all?
0: I don't think they were struggling financially as much as they say they were. The, the big thing for them was the attendance records. And the only reason that St. Louis fans didn't attend games was because even though they tried to keep it under a veil of darkness and secrecy or whatever the hell they're talking about in these emails, everyone knew that they were one foot out the door. And so you're not going to support a product that is not only halfway out of the city, but does absolutely nothing to try and improve the product that's on the field because consistently that just never happens. Dan Kroenke was never at games and when he was at games, he had an entourage surrounding him. Uh, And he only left his suite for bathrooms. He never talked to fans. He was never at training camp. He was never at practice. So if that's the product you're giving to the city, there's no reason to support you anyways. And I think that all of these tweets coming out and everything, all the emails coming out now is a direct correlation to the type of people that Stan Kroenke and Kevin Demoff are.
1: Like I was saying, it's one thing if Kroenke and the owners or the ownership group and, and the league just came out and said, look, we're pursuing a move to L.A., because of financial reasons, you guys have been great. But at at the current at the current state, you know, we we don't really want to build a new stadium. It makes more sense to move to LA, and that would have been painful. But at least it would have been honest and upfront, rather than just throwing the city of St. Louis under the bus and and
0: trying to paint them in d- a light that's not true.
1: Right, and and just dis- and trying to appear on the surface as oh no, yeah, we're staying. You guys, you guys have every right to have a football team when. You know, you you make you make that statement to the public, and then you go back to a meeting about how you can move to LA as quickly as possible. It's just the dishonesty and the and the lack of transparency that's got to be extremely frustrating for all St. Louis football fans.
0: Yeah, it's all about money, and I understand that, but uh, the relocation guidelines, I think, are the main thing at play here because. And team NF or the NFL lawyers have consistently said, like throughout this process, that relocation guidelines are only guidelines. Like they don't have to be abided by. Uh, they're just there for kind of an outline of how this should be done. And evidently, there's now a video or a recording of Roger Goodell swearing on the Bible, uh, being asked about the relocation guidelines and saying that they're mandatory. So. Um, kind of backed himself in a corner there, but like I said, at the end of the day, this entire thing is about money. So if you're about money and you're about making money, like Stan Kroenke and Kevin Demoff are, maybe not in the same way, uh, but you want to make some money of your own. You got to check out bet online because it's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all of that action at bet online. You can get all the latest news, odds, info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL and all your UFC or MMA action. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all of the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs through the playoffs. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. With the promo code locked on, that's a fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. With the promo code locked on at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. When we come back, we're gonna round out today's episode. Uh, maybe talk a little bit more about the Central and our predictions uh, for how that for how those standings are gonna end up next season. So don't go anywhere. Obviously, the Central has. Colorado, the Blues in there, Minnesota, uh, Winnipeg, a couple guys that you expect to be good. In your opinion, what do your standings look like for next season? Obviously, Minnesota did really well, but they're buying out two guys now. Kirill Kaprizov might not be back, so it's kind of up in the air. Blues are kind of up in the air as well, which way they could go. Um, do you have any dark horses for this season? Maybe not even just in the Central, just in the league as a whole, uh, but, but what do you think will happen in the Central next season? Oh man, that's a tough question. I first of all,
1: who who's in the central? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no
0: kidding. Um, it's been a long no, time.
1: It it has been a long time. Um, so uh, obviously, I, I Colorado is going to finish up top most more than likely. Um, but then after that, I really feel like it's up in the air. I think that there are a lot of factors at play. I think it depends on. Can Chicago continue to sort of bounce back, and if so, I think they're going to make a name for themselves. Can Minnesota recover from buying out their two arguable franchise centerpieces? At least, not not maybe not at the moment, but was what at one at one point their franchise franchise centerpieces? Um, a team like Nashville, who's always sort of been questionable whether or not they'll be able to reach their potential, and with Rene now announcing his retirement, I believe they're mm-hmm. going to be heading into a, a new direction as well um Arizona joining the joining the the gang in the central they could they're always uh I feel like they're always suspected to have a breakout season and it just never comes so there's a lot at play I do think the Blues will be able to find themselves in the top half of teams but again as we've been saying it really is dependent on how these next few weeks go um and there's so much that could change um not just with the Blues but with teams all around as a whole um I wouldn't be surprised to see the New York Islanders sort of take a take a next step and become a, a really solid contender next season because like like we've been saying, I really do think they're one piece away and there's a lot of ways that they could get that one piece. Um, wherever Jack Eichel goes, I think that team is due to take a big step up. But right now, it's looking like it could be Anaheim. Fingers so crossed maybe, it's not
0: the Central. Yeah, fingers crossed it's not the Central or Vegas. Um, I know the Wild are... Are really in on him but they said they don't want to tear their team apart to get him too so
1: yeah so we could see a team like anaheim go after him and and they'd start sort of a new a new um team identity of of youth dominating um you know who i like as them. a dark
0: horse i like the dallas stars kind of they had a lot of injuries yeah, last season and they their youth i feel like is very promising and they Heis- got, they got ravaged and, by covid and, yeah that is true they got heiskanen and uh robertson who, or some people thought should be the Calder winner, uh, just because Kirill Kaprizov's old. But I, I don't know. It's it is going to be a lot more neck and neck than <laughs> uh, last season was. That's for sure. We're kind of half your division, even not even half division. Maybe like three teams in your division uh, were worthy of a playoff spot, and then the rest just kind of filed in. But. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I think that's all the time we have for today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Locked on Blues podcast. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked on Blues. You can follow me on Twitter and Spotify Room at 12 15. You can follow Josh on Twitter and Spotify Greenroom at Josh Hyman NHL. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.